Welcome into the kickoff of the Valley Podcast covering your Arizona Cardinals. My name's Gunner and Tyler, you got uh you got a whole new little setup there. I know your camera's at a different angle. Yeah, we, we I wanted to upgrade this because at some point we will have like social clips and, and some yeah. cool stuff. So I had to to upgrade the office display here. I got some old. You see these curtains. These are like from 1989. I, uh, I see like Los Angeles Raiders on here. Phoenix Cardinals, not Arizona Cardinals. So uh, try to go a little old school here. What is it? It's like, a, are they pictures on a sheet or what is it? No, that? they're they're curtains. They're they're literally uh, window curtains. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I found I them for it, 20, 20 bucks on Mercari, man. Can't can't beat it. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, you've calmed down a little bit since Sunday and the uh, uh, the loss of the Rams. Well, I'm still pissed, but yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's a new week, baby. New new optimism. We're, we got the That's Panthers right. ahead. The Panthers are coming up, uh, which uh, both teams two and one. And I'm kind of keeping an eye on. Uh, I know I don't want to. We don't want to jump into the weather just yet, but I mean that Hurricane Ian may play uh, into this. I know it's on path for uh, the the Carolinas. Uh, we'll kind of keep an eye on that, um, so we don't need to break it down too much. But I mean Hurricane Ian, that Tampa has already left Tampa Bay, uh, and uh, I guess the NFL is. Um, Still deciding on whether they're going to play that game in Tampa. If they're able to go to play the uh, the Chiefs, oh, wow. the, uh, the Buccaneers in Tampa because of the I, had, I hadn't seen that yet. So yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, and then yeah, how does that affect the Cardinals game? Right, like with yeah. the weather moving. Well, because as of right now, eight o'clock Sunday morning is when it's going to hit the border of South Carolina and North Carolina. I don't know where Charlotte is, like within the state of North Carolina. Uh, but I mean, it may be something to watch, you know, this thing may go a different course, but, uh, we'll see. Yeah. You know, imagine if it is a rainy game, right. Become slippery. Um, the Cardinals run game has not been the best this year. Mm -hmm. And and you brought back James Connor to, to hopefully, you know, solidify that run game again. I imagine it'd be pretty run heavy at that point. Right. I I mean, you're not going to be, you're going to try to contain and, and not, you know, fumble and, and run into all those things with the, the slipperiness out there. So we'll, we'll see how that affects the, the game. And with the Panthers, you know, they have Christian McCaffrey. I mean, they, they want to run the ball. So it'll be interesting. So right now, the uh, the sports books have got uh, the Panthers as minus two, so two-point favorites, which normally a home team uh, will get minus three. So I almost look at that as a uh, as a, uh, a favorite, you know, for the uh, the Cardinals. You know, like a one-point favorite. You know, given that uh, it's normally minus three for a home team, but they're the the Panthers are only getting minus two. So I almost see that as a uh, as a one-point uh, favorite for uh, the Cardinals. So why why do you see it? Anything from like your perspective right now? I don't like uh, it because Carolina, I think, is terrible. So I, I mean, I would okay. think the Cardinals. You would hope they'd be favorites going into this game. I mean, it's not shocking for an away team to be a favorite. You know what I mean? Especially if yeah. they're the better team. But that just shows you how Vegas is looking at the Cardinals right now. You know, they ultimately uh, they are not impressed by the Cardinals, just like yeah. a lot of the fan base isn't impressed by the Cardinals. So, um, well, yeah, I mean, that's, speaking of Vegas, I mean, the Cardinals have dropped from. Uh, Let's see. They are a, uh, a not a. Will they make the will they make the playoffs? Uh, the favorite is no. All right. Speaking of uh, okay. Vegas and, uh, and their confidence in the Cardinals, 
Uh, also, the power rankings, the NFL has dropped them from uh, 17 to 22. So not a lot of people with confidence in, the, uh, in our Cardinals. Hey, I say you go put that money down because as much as I'm down on the Cardinals, again, they played three good teams. I mean, they put, I get it, the Raiders 0 3. But ultimately, going into this season, all three of these teams, people thought were going to be pretty good. The, the, the Rams, uh, the, the Chiefs, obviously, and then, and the Raiders. Everyone thought those would be pretty high powered offenses, really yeah. good teams, and, and, and some favorites for playoff runs. So being in the position you're in, Gunner, I saw a lot of people's predictions prior to the season, and a lot of them thought we were going to be zero and three, and and some say we might oh, should be after. Some people said zero and three in the first three weeks. Yeah, yeah, just because wow. just by looking at those, right now, some say we should still be zero and three because of that miracle ending in in Vegas. But yeah. <laughs> you know, without that, we would be. So uh, it's it's not desperation, jump off the uh, boat time yet. I mean, I th- I think we've got. Plenty of season left, and I would say uh, not not too uh, too crazy to put a bet down on the cards. Okay, so you're set. So it's plus three thirty right now for the cards making the playoffs. So if I were to put a hundred bucks on Cardinals making the playoffs, I would win four hundred and thirty dollars. So you're saying uh, do it? Huh? You think? I mean, making the playoffs is just even even making uh, seven teams make it. Can you pick seven teams in the NFC that you really like to make the playoffs right now? I, I mean. Uh. Some of the national shows have confidence at the Cowboys. So there's an NFC, you know, after that win yesterday against the Giants, uh, there's they were looking around the NFC as well. It's like what other teams are going to keep the Cowboys out of the playoffs? Okay, so the Cowboys make it. The Eagles make it. So there's two. There's two. Um, Tampa probably makes it. That's three. That's they're the division winner there. Um, In our division, you would think the Rams would be four. Uh, another team from our division is going to go and watching the Niners against Denver the other night. Uh, do you think the Niners are looking like the team yeah. that, I, that initially we thought they would be probably not. So okay. uh, I, I think, you know, you have those other three spots open. Uh, I don't know. I think the Cardinals uh, are in a position where they could easily, or how, you know, how many NFC teams, so including the wild card, how many NFC teams can make the playoffs? So you've got four divisional winners and three wild card. And three wild card. So that's six teams, though, in the wild card, then, right? For three wild card games? Well, no, no, because they play the divisional winners. So hold on. Oh, you're okay. I got you. I got you. I want to pull this up so I have it in front of me. Yeah. Since we're going on a different, different little bit here. Um, so looking at this divisionally, if I look at all the teams right now, I think Philly and Dallas will make it out of the East. And this is obviously way too early to predict this Minnesota or green Bay probably are, you know, one of those two out of the North. Yep. And maybe both so that maybe let's say they both get in. So that's four. Now green Bay hasn't played right now where you think they're, they're definitely a guarantee. Tampa makes five. And then the other two come out of the NFC West, which would be the Rams and either the Cardinals or the Niners. So to say that the, the Cardinals like, are out of it and no shot to make the playoffs is crazy. I, I think, you know, if they just stay ahead of the Niners, they're going to be in good shape and they'll get well, yeah, the they playoff spot. They got one more game against the Rams, two against the 49ers. So, I mean, they're, they're, the possibility is there. And we've got, we've got two against the Seahawks still. That suck. might be a good bet then, man, for the Cardinals making the playoffs, as long as they can turn it around. I mean, it, I mean, if they blow Carolina out of the water, I'm sure those odds for them making the playoffs are going to change a little bit. You know, but uh, do I make it now? $10 to win 43 To me, that's not worth it. 
<laughs> no, right no, now. no. You got you got to put some bigger money down. Yeah, on it's that. gonna be bigger but, money. But do I have the confidence of the team to do that? I think you do. Put it down right now, Gunner. A hundred dollars on the Cardinals make the playoffs. And we're gonna come back to this later on down the season. Say Gunner yeah. had the confidence, baby. He was there. Yeah, he yeah. was rooting for this team since week three. Uh, Gunner, did you see the story about uh, the Pro Bowl moving to? There are no more Pro Bowl. Yeah, players, right. So- so the Pro Bowl used to be, I mean, it's like the all-star game of uh, the NFL where they, uh, you know, the fan votes their their favorite players, which are typically the star players into to play for the NFC and the AFC. And, and I mean, watching that over the years, I mean, they don't play that hard anyway. So now for them to make the switch to get rid of that game and now do more of like a flag football, I think they're going to be doing a flag football uh, game at a skills challenge in place. I used to love the skills challenges back in the day, so I'm all for it. Like, well, they yeah, still they still kind of did that though, right? I remember watching the uh, the QB challenge. Uh, with yeah, the yeah, they've they've played around with it back and forth, but it it wasn't like a spectacle. And I feel like now they're going to make it a, a big spectacle again, where it's like, oh, you got to watch this right now. Yeah. They're getting rid of the game. I think it'll be a, a main focus, and and not just like extra stuff on the NFL Network, right? I think it'll be a a, a big push. So it'll be um, a flag football game with a week's worth of other competitions leading up. Uh, to it and uh, the flag football game will be the nfc versus the afc which i think it'll be fun do you think i like that i hate the when they mix up t like in the nba right now how they have captains and they put these like teams there i like the traditional old school way but yeah this it'll be cool but um are you excited for rihanna by the way Rihanna for the yeah, Super Bowl? The, uh, the halftime show uh, for the Super Bowl. I, I really thought they were going to go stereotype Arizona and country, and it was well, going to be Garth Brooks. I was no, thinking Garth they, Brooks they, all okay, day. So the last time they had a country halftime show was back in the 90s. It was like Clint Black and Tanya Tucker. So I, just, I just think – I don't think that the uh, the country audience uh, shows up uh, as football fans as much as like I, that's where I thought you know they were trying to get Taylor Swift right is what the rumor well, that was, was. The rumor. that was the rumor they did offer it to her but they uh she said she wants to record her albums she's re-recording her albums because okay. she wants full possession of them uh so that would have been that would have been kind of a cool way to tie it like the new country pop with like and then kind of <laughs> like how is, they did last year with Dr. Dre bringing in some yeah you know, but, the whole west coast vibe I, I could totally see something like that but is but, Taylor country though anymore I know I get I get she's it. more pop but they did offer it to her she said no because she wants to re-record the albums so uh Rihanna the second choice which I'm not I'm not mad at I mean she's got a I mean, her list of hits is got a great huge. catalog. Yeah, she'll, yeah, she'll have then, some people. She'll probably have Drake up there with her and other yeah, people. She's got a lot of uh, yeah. collaborations, you know, yeah, Jay-Z. And uh, and I'm sure, you know, with it being the Super Bowl, that uh, they'll all show up. So I'm excited. It'll, it'll be a good one. It'll be a good one, even though it's not country, uh, which I don't. Dude, will they ever go country? You're going to weasel your way into the Super Bowl. I already feel I it. You're so. going to find a way in there. I'm going to be watching from home, but you know, on that note, we do have our guest this week ready to join us. Kyle Odegaard. Kyle, how you doing, bud? Good. How you guys doing? There he is. Kyle. Uh, we see us two kids on the screen. Cute yeah. Little. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle had to join by phone today. He has uh, okay. two, two young ones that uh, he's going to have to tend to here pretty soon. So we, I, I'm really appreciative of, of your time for, for the next uh, few minutes uh, before you get a turn back to dad duty. Yeah. Th- those two are the reason why it's uh, hit or miss for me on these things, but happy to join and, and talk some Cardinals for sure. Are, that, are they twins? Yeah. Twin girls, almost 11 oh. months old. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Beautiful. 
<laughs> Kyle, uh, Kyle used to work for the Arizona Cardinals, did a lot of podcasts over there, a lot of content over the weekend, Kyle, I must say. And I'm not trying to just toot your horn because you're on the show, but Kyle putting out some fire content on Twitter. So if you're not filing, following Kyle, uh, you need to be, especially for Cardinals content. Um, Kyle, I want to kind of dive into some of your tweets. Um, over the last couple of days, you know, you, you had mentioned like Jace Whitaker's snap percentage being 94% compared to Isaiah Simmons, uh, 33%. You know, on the postgame show the other day, we were pretty critical, although that the defense held the Rams to 20 points. Vance Joseph and what he's doing, what do you, what do you make of that? Yeah, I mean... It's tough because you see that and you see a former top 10 pick is only playing a third of the time and you wonder why. But then you look back at week one and you saw the way he got roasted in coverage over and over. So it's like, I don't know, I feel like you're kind of between a rock and a hard place where Vance Joseph wants his really athletic, talented player out there but if he can't cover guys I don't think he's a super great guy rushing the passer I mean what's what's Isaiah Simmons strength right now so uh, I kind of understand why they're doing it long term I think Isaiah Simmons will be in the lineup but this is probably a wake-up call like hey we need you to perform better and you have this gift of being this athletic freak but it has to translate better and I I do think his snaps are going to go up as we move forward but I I just feel like personnel Wise, the Cardinals on defense are not what they need to be. I think it's going to be a struggle. I don't put this on Vance Joseph at all. I think they don't have the players to be successful, and they faced three good quarterbacks so far, so it might get better. But I don't foresee them being a top ten group like they've been the last two years. Well, isn't this weekend the real test here? You get Baker Mayfield, who, all things considered, has not been great. You know, at this point, this is a far different team. The Carolina Panthers, yes, on the road than than what you've played the last few weeks. So hopefully they can turn that around. But, you know, your your one tweet that I just saw everybody retweeting was you said how looking at how the Dolphins, the Eagles are performing. uh, Shouldn't the Cardinals be in a similar spot? I, I just when I started thinking about that, I was like, man, he's spot on. Like when we look at those teams, when we look at our offense, this is what we expect, right? Yeah, and that's kind of my issue with where the Cardinals organization is at right now. Like you have this premium five-year window of a star quarterback on a contract that's way less than his market value. And in two years, Kyler Murray's cap hit is going up to $45 million or whatever it's going to be. So it's going to be a lot harder to put talent around him. Right now, it's only at 12 or $13 million, like with the Eagles, like with the Chargers, the Bills. I mean, all these teams have kind of done this, the Dolphins, where they have a cheap quarterback. Look at the Jaguars now playing well around Trevor Lawrence. Like, this is the time to strike, and I feel like the Cardinals might be missing a very important window when they have Kyler Murray on a low-cost contract. So obviously there is a little bit of time to turn it around, but we're talking about a two-year window right now, and 2022 hasn't been uh, super great so far. We can see if maybe they get to that point. Obviously they started last year looking like a team like that, but ever since D-Hop went down, it has not been what these other teams are. And you wonder, like, is the roster good enough to get to that point when it should be? I think expectations should be pushing hard in the playoffs, making a Super Bowl when you have Kyler Murray this cheap. And it just doesn't seem realistic for the Cardinals right now. 
And, you know, something that I always wondered was, or what I was excited for when we drafted Kyler Murray was you had the Seahawks with Russ. You had the Rams at the time with Goff back then when, when they got those guys, right? They had their rookies on, on the rookie QBs on those small contracts. They pushed all the chips in, brought in tons of talent and, and try to surround that young quarterback with as much talent as possible to try to win a championship quick. Obviously, Rams made a pivot. You know, certain things were moved around. It worked for Seattle. They won a ring. But I was thinking that was what the Cardinals would do. And, and I don't think that's ever happened, right? Like, I don't feel like, yeah, they've acquired guys like J.J. Watt and, uh, you know, a trade for Hop. Th- things have happened, but it just hasn't felt to the same I guess capacity, right? It hasn't. It hasn't felt like we've maximized Kyler's contract to, to what you're saying. But on that note, uh, we talked about on the post game show the other day about the big impact that guys are making with their new teams. Christian Kirk, 267 yards and three touchdowns uh, in through three weeks. Uh, Chase Edmonds had a great showing the other day. Was this a mistake not retaining these guys or attempting to retain these guys? Because it, it felt like we didn't even really try. We just knew we were going to let them go. And, you know, you kind of chose Connor over Edmonds and Kirk, you felt was expendable. And, and obviously he got a huge contract. So it, it offset that thought. But what do you think on that? Yeah, I think I think they did choose Connor over Chase Edmonds. And if you followed me on Twitter at all, I, I do think that was the wrong choice. I think Chase Edmonds is uh, considering what their contracts were, where basically Chase Edmonds got a one year, six million dollar guaranteed from Miami. James Connor got two years around 12 million from the Cardinals. So uh, or maybe 14 million from the Cardinals. So I think for the value, Chase Edmonds would have been better. I, they did want Christian Kirk back, and I can understand why you balked at that price. Once he got into the $17 million range, the Cardinals couldn't afford that, and I don't blame them for not getting Christian Kirk. They wanted him back at a lower number, but obviously it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to your point about not pushing all in, I think it's a good one where in year two, they got DeAndre Hopkins, and then in year three, J.J. Watt, and they made some more moves. And I thought year four was going to be the culmination of it in the offseason, adding guys and then you know really maybe mortgaging the future a little bit because that's what you have to do, trading picks, signing guys, and back was it Was it because the Kyler push for the contract? That, that they weren't. How he did? That they weren't able to do that this year? No, because you always figure that in, and and they knew that these two years they were going to have him cheap. So no matter yeah. what, what no matter what he signed for, they knew they had him cheap these next two seasons. It was so it I'm still not sure why happen. they did it. What's yeah. that? So it still could have happened at that point. Yeah, yeah. Like, and now you look at the edge rushing issues, the cornerback issues that everybody pointed to all off season that seem like pretty big weaknesses unless things turn around. So, you know, it's 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 a long season. I get that, and it's only been three games. And I don't want to say what they did for sure didn't work, but all signs are pointing toward like, Hey, you should have been more aggressive this off season within this window. You touched on James Connor a couple of minutes ago about, you know, Chase Edmonds over him. Uh, it, it, Chase, James has been this run game as a whole and not just James, but how much are they to blame for this slow start? Connor uh, th- is averaging three yards a carry this season, third worst among running backs. And like you said, he was brought back on a three-year, $21 million deal. Like, how much do we put this on the, on the run game? Or or does that go to Cliff? Or maybe we're just not calling as many runs. 
Yeah, I understand why you're not calling runs with the way the game script has gone. I mean, in the second half, if you're down double digits, you can't really run. But if you're more efficient running the ball in the first half, you're probably not trailing like you have been. So I I think it's a bit uh, astounding to me that they're not better running the ball when you have Kyler Murray as this rushing threat where you, you see him on the options where he's got the ability to hold that ball and he's at least freezing a defender and giving better numbers to the running back. So I feel like they should always be a top five, top 10 rushing group just because of the threat of Kyler Murray. And it happened in 2019 when, when Cliff Kingsbury got here. And since then they've just gotten worse and worse. And like you said, this year, three yards of carry, is not going to help you offensively. So if they're averaging four, four and a half, that's a, a big deal and a lot different. And then you can do more in the passing game. So I agree that like if they can get that run game going, all of a sudden you're not one dimensional and then you can take some shots. We're going to, my last question for you is going to be completely centered around this offense. And I want you to solve all of the Cardinals problems. So be prepared <laughs> here, but I've been very harsh on cliff Kingsbury and uh, maybe not warranted, maybe warranted just depends how uh, us fellow fans uh, feel about it. But uh, the Cardinals are 31st in team efficiency per uh, football outsiders. Is it just the missing pieces, the injuries? Like what, what do you think is wrong with this offense? Yeah, it's, it's a tough question, and I don't want to be too hard on the offense knowing that there is no DeAndre Hopkins and there is no Rondale Moore because I think when you do get those two guys back, we've seen what Hollywood Brown can do. Obviously, you know what Kyler can do. Like I, I think that passing game can still be pretty good, but if those guys come back and you're only average, I think that's a pretty big red flag. Like When you're healthy, Cliff Kingsbury should be this guy that you've touted as a schematical I wouldn't want to say genius, but above average schematically good at play design. Like that's his forte. That's what he was brought in to do. So I think you need to definitely be above average offensively when you have those guys. Well, I'll wait and see a little bit once D hop gets back. But at this point with the way the defense is playing, like you've got to be pretty great on offense to really make a run. And, and right now they haven't shown any of that. Hey, Kyle, on uh, so the, the Cardinals have, I think the numbers are right. They've won nine of their last 10 road games. They've lost seven straight at home. What's the deal at home? What's your opinion on that? It's just random, I think. I don't think like they're worse at home. I don't think going on the road moving forward is a good thing. You always want to play at home. I, I think it coincided with the D-hop injury last year and their slide. Like I, I don't put any stock into it. They could very well go out and lose to the Panthers on the road and then maybe go home and upset the Eagles. Like I don't think it it tells us anything. It I think it's it's kind of a bummer as a Cardinals fan if you're going to games and you watch them lose over and over and over. Like <laughs> yeah. that's Probably like, no fun like me, like me. Yeah, yeah I, I appreciate spending all that money and seeing losses at home. It's been real fun, Kyle. But hey, when you guys travel, at least it's going well. Yeah, there you go. That, that's why we started the travel, Kyle. You get it. This man gets it. <laughs> but I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's predictive in any way. I just think it's kind of this random thing going on right now. Well, Kyle, we, we appreciate your time. Thank you for all the insight. Kyle, Kyle, where can everyone find you? Obviously, we plugged your Twitter a little bit, but give us all the handles. I, I know what you, you left the Cardinals. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing now and, and plug, yeah, get all your, your stuff in here. Yeah, so I'm doing uh, looking at more of a sports betting angle. I'm the sports editor for uh, the website Compare.bet, where we look at you know sports betting and different things on our website. So if, if people want to check out my articles, they can go to compare.bet. And if you also want to learn more about sports betting in general, you can check it out there. Mm. 
Awesome. We'll have to bring you on a Thursday show so you and Gunner can uh, <laughs> sports bet off. Well, well, before uh, you go, they have that at 42 and a half. Real quick, I, I'm just going to add this. I'm speaking of the sports betting. They have the over under at 42 and a half. Is that a little low? Um, yeah, that seems low to me offhand. I haven't looked at it too much, but unless we get another 20 well, to saw- 20 yeah, to 12 bar burger. 39 and a half uh, this last week. I don't remember the teams, but it was 30. I was like, 39? Yeah. I didn't see one that low. But I mean, to me, 42 and a half seems kind of low, unless they're thinking rain, you know, because that Hurricane Ian's kind of heading up that way this weekend. That's true. And the Cardinals have been playing a lot slower. I think they almost realized, like, we don't have Hop. We don't have Rondale. And we need to slow games down. And they're, they're not doing the tempo. You figure Baker Mayfield isn't great at quarterback. So I can understand what they're doing, but also, like, Baker Mayfield might throw a pick six, and you got seven points right there, too. So I, w- I would lean over on that initially, and I'd have to look at it more, though. You're saying a defensive touchdown by the Cardinals is a good bet. <laughs> it was uh, a good bet last week, Gutter. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't score. They got that, uh, I you know. know. They, yeah, but uh, I like that defensive touchdown prop. So Anytime going against Baker, I think it's in play. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's Thanks, Kyle, Kyle Odegaard at Kyle underscore Odegaard on Twitter. Uh, make sure you follow him each and every uh, all, all the time. I mean, great follow all the way around. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. See you. <laughs> Thanks, man. That Kyle, I mean, he's uh, he's half our show prep, man. You better uh, <laughs> better not stop tweeting what he's tweeting, man. He's he's a good follow on Twitter. Oh yeah, I love I love following following Kyle on there. He yeah. just good golden nuggets for us. Um, well, speaking of Twitter, right? A lot of cool, a lot of different things coming out of the game uh, that people are just running with. One, when you look at the route charts, and I can't remember if we touched on this on the post game show or if I just thought about it afterwards. But uh, the 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 similar similarities of Hollywood Brown's route charts. I don't know if you got to see this. So this is those next gen stats gunner. Right. Um, they show basically the the map of where guys were running throughout the game and and when they call you know every time they're called where are they what are their routes look like and all of Hollywood Browns were on the left side of the field. And it just triggered a lot of fans in their memory of last year when the Cardinals were struggling with Hopkins okay. and Hopkins routes all being on the left side of the field. And and then just, again, challenging Cliff for that creativity of, you know, you're a offensive guru, right? Yes. That's kind of what we've dubbed him. How come you're not moving the, these guys, your, your star receivers? Why are you not moving them around the field? Yeah, I mean, if they're on the same side every play, that seems pretty predictable. And they know kind of where those guys are going. So, what you know, from, I'm not a head coach, obviously not an offensive coordinator. But in my mind, I'm like, well, why wouldn't you change it up? Why wouldn't you put them on the, uh, the right side and the left side and, and change up the routes a little bit? Just to be well, a little and, more unpredictable, and right? change up matchups, right? Like if you're moving them around the field now, you may have a guy that's just locked on Hollywood and he follows him both sides, whatever. But a lot of times, you know, there's defenses that don't do that. There's times where they're just playing a side. And so maybe you get better matchups, right? Like you don't have Hollywood going against Jalen Ramsey every time or whoever it is, right? The star corner or whatever team you're playing it's just kind of weird that that cliff doesn't move these guys around and when you talk offensive creativity i I think back to a play in that game where they called the wildcat um to james connor Mm -hmm. it it was right you know we were at at the end zone we're in the red zone right yeah i was watching kyler back away and then take off running and then oh, I thought it, it kind of fooled me for a second. I thought they were going to throw it to Kyler yeah. all of a sudden. I was like, whoa, wait, what's happening? But, uh, is this a video game or what? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But but you call that right, and and I feel like Cliff, I I do have faith that you are a great mind of an offensive coach to a degree. But I'd like to see that in the middle of the field from 20 to 20, not so much in the red zone, right? Like yeah. maybe in a desperation or, or something like that. But when you're four yards from the end zone, like you brought back James Conner because of his nose for the end zone, yeah. hand him the ball. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, why are we doing a wildcat? And why are we doing a wildcat with Kyler? Take Kyler out, put another, bring your jumbo package in or whoever, bring a, an extra lineman, whatever you got to do to help support James Conner getting in that end zone if you want to do a wildcat. Like, yeah, but to, but to give credit to the Rams defense and them being prepared for that, because I mean, watching it on TV, I was like, what the heck? Because if I was on the field, I'd be I'd be following Kyler. I'd be trying to figure out what the heck is going on. The Rams didn't budge. They didn't budge at all, man. It was I, like they, they I personally don't remember a time someone actually said this to me, made the exact point you're making. They go, well, that only works if the Cardinals ever pull the trigger and throw it to Kyler. I don't think that's ever happened. So it's yeah. kind of like a dummy play where you you kind of know, like the only dummy is you because he never that Rams defense isn't <laughs> yeah. going to fall for it. They know yeah. Kyler's not getting the ball in that situation. At least that's what I think people believe at that point. So. Yeah. Um, AJ Green. Uh, uh, is he is he playing Sunday? I know he's. They were talking about him being injured, right? Because of what happened on Sunday. Got- so his his status as of yesterday, which obviously we record this on a Tuesday, so Monday, he uh, status was unknown, bone bruise. They're gonna have press conferences here. It might be happening right now, so that update may be a little bit out of date. But yeah, status was unknown due to bone bruise. Justin Pugh day to day with an elbow injury, and then uh, Rashard Lawrence did have surgery on his hand, and he's already been ruled out for this game. So the Cardinals are thin on that defensive line, uh, and it's got a lot of people talking that. Do you give a call to to the Dominican Sue? Right? Is he someone we've been talking about for a few weeks? Is he a guy that could add to that locker room? The Cardinals historically don't like adding those uh, kind of rough nosed personalities like a Sue, but you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. So it'll be interesting to yeah. see with these injuries. Do do the Cardinals make a move and and start bringing people in? I did see they did just activate. So this would probably say no to that question. Uh, they did just activate one of the pass rushers that they did draft in the seventh round um, just a few minutes ago, and they did release safety De- Deontay Thompson. So. Uh, if they keep activating their own guys, it sounds like they probably aren't going to be adding for the free agent market. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to point out, though, as we bash on the offense a little bit, uh, <laughs> on the positive side, Hollywood Brown is third in receptions behind Cup and Diggs. Uh, uh, Cup has 28, Diggs has 27, Brown has 24. So that's it's a great number it, to see. Yeah, but he's just not getting in the end zone. And and that's the the second yeah. piece to it, right? You got to find the end zone. Yeah, so end zone. it's one thing to get the receptions, and it's great. I, you know, the positive is what we've talked about before. The reason you traded for him was the the chemistry of Kyler Murray and him, and it seems like they've already found it. Right? There was yeah. a little bit of a struggle in the first game. He was uh, Hollywood wasn't very involved. Well, games two and three, he's been very involved. So hopefully yeah. that that chemistry is back and they can build upon it. And now just correct the part of getting in the end zone. Um, let's hope on uh, Sunday. I know we'll break down the game a little bit more later on on the uh, the next podcast. They can get a hopefully the Cardinals get a quicker start. Uh, there's a stat that I came across here um, that uh, the Cardinals have been outscored in the first quarters, thirty-one to zero. 
uh, in the first quarter of the three of the last three weeks. And uh, deficit of 10.3 points through 15 minutes of game action during their one and two start. Yeah, you can't win that way. No. I mean, there's just no way. So they, they've got to get off to a quicker start. And again, hopefully that rapport between Hollywood and uh, and uh, Kyler and also Dorch and Kyler. Hopefully they just keep building upon that. But now we got to get the run game going like the run game needs to happen. You need to commit to it early. Get it going. Tire that defense down. That'll open up your offense even more. So hopefully that's what you see against Carolina. The Cardinals have not played well against Carolina in the past. Uh, they've not beaten the Panthers since October 6th of 2013. That is six straight losses. I'm sure we'll talk about that number again on our our uh, yeah. pregame show coming up here uh, on Friday. But well, it's I'm been pretty ugly. If they, you know, obviously Vegas odd, you know, when they set the odds and the, the numbers and the, and all that, I mean, they, they look at stats like that. So, I mean, being that the Cardinals not have, have not beaten the Panthers since 2013, uh, and, and, and the Cardinals, you know, having that record, that road record of uh, nine, they won nine of the last 10 road games that takes into account. And that kind of breaks, makes them about even though, I mean, look at, I mean, we mentioned that earlier, you know, uh, Panthers only two point favorites in this game. Yeah, you know what the worst part about it though is is and what it makes me feel good that it's only two points is the Panthers have slaughtered us. Like I think out of all those games that we've had since 2013, it's been bloodbaths. I mean, really? you can't forget the NFC Championship game a few years back where the Cardinals just were not in it. <laughs> I went there; it was terrible. This was in 2015. Yeah. Uh, it was a bloodbath. So the the Cardinals just have not looked respectable. Now I will say, the optimism here is Kyler Murray is two and zero, and the Cardinals are two and zero. I believe the Cardinals as well. Yeah. Well, I don't think we played Baker the year before, but Kyler is definitely two and zero against Baker Mayfield. So Kyler has Baker Mayfield's number and you would hope to see that continue and, and roll this week. Now with yeah. a different team, right? He beat, he beat Baker when he was with the Browns. Hopefully uh, Baker disrupts the Panthers slaughter fest of the Cardinals the past few years. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he couldn't even beat his old team week one of the season. The Panthers played the Browns. And I mean, if you can't beat the old team, I I don't know, man. Where's that's the motivation? Game, that's a game you got to get up for, right? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. It's the old, so. old squad def, definitely got to get up for it. One guy I do want to shout out before we wrap today is Zach Allen. We talked about him last week uh, a little bit. There was a play that I, I made sure I sent you on Twitter where he just was blowing things up uh, against the offensive line. According to ESPN, the Cardinals are leading the pass rush win rate. Uh, which is crazy because we only have two sacks, but apparently we are uh, getting into the backfield. It's just not being able to convert. And, you know, you could blame that maybe on the secondary or those linebackers where those quarterbacks are just being able to convert to, there's just not enough time, right? The linebackers and the corners aren't, aren't holding their guys long enough for the pass rushers to get to the quarterback. But Zach Allen is in is third place in the league right now. So, I think the Cardinals are due to make some disruptive plays on defense. And and Zach Allen is quietly having a great, great showing. Mm. All right. Voice of bird got over here to close out the episode. I was curious. You guys talked about at the top of the show, taking a look at visions, the wild card situations coming up this week. You're going to see outside of the division, 
the New York football giants who lost on Monday night are going to be playing the Chicago bears. So those are two teams that are third in their divisions lined up with what could be that final wild card spot. And then you also have the Seattle Seahawks inside your division right behind you, both one and two, they're going to be taking on the new Orleans saints third there in the <laughs> NFC South. Even though it's early in the season, where do you guys stand in terms of confidence looking at those other third place teams around the NFC and saying, hey, at least on paper, in theory, we are better than them. And that's why turning this thing around is very much possible for Arizona. Well, let me ask you a question about the uh, the Giants quarterback. Didn't he go down? Daniel oh, Jones? he's fine, baby. Daniel Jones is living the dream. Sterling okay. Shepard, yep. however. Long, longest tenured Giants did suffer a terrible injury. But let's stay focused on the Arizona Cardinals. We don't need to make this yeah, the, about the, how good the Giants the, are. The, the, the extra voice you're hearing is producer Adam, and producer Adam is a Giants faithful member. Oh, yes. And so that's why he's really asking this question, because he's teeing us up to hate on the Giants here. But uh, are the Cardinals better than the Giants, the Bears, and the Saints? I think so. When I look at them, like talent-wise, they should be. Are they better today? Probably not. But, you know, as the season progresses, you have, I feel like you have way more talent on this Cardinals roster, especially as the team gets healthy, that there is no way you can't uh, get in front of those teams when you're trying to get one of those last couple wild card spots. And again, the division's not out of reach either. We're only three weeks in. Yeah. So as much as, you know, we keep talking wild card, wild card, because that's how yeah. bad this team looks now. Uh, the Cardinals also started 8-0 last year. Do we recall that? Like, does everyone remember that? Like, <laughs> you can quickly go from penthouse to the outhouse. And yeah. right now, we are in the outhouse. So we can go from the outhouse to the penthouse. Uh, it's just going to take some building here with, with guys coming back. And before the bird God's voice goes back behind the curtains, you're talking about Justin Fields. You're talking about Jameis Winston. You're talking about Daniel Jones. Kyler Murray should be the best quarterback out of that group, right? He is yeah. the guy that's the most talented and capable of being 8-0 or maybe being the reverse of that. But you have to have confidence, obviously, in who you have under center, even if he and the head coach are working out some kicks. I think the Seahawks or the Saints are just kind of out of that. I mean, we can just kind of eliminate them now. I mean, they, they look bad, right? I mean, are you on that same yeah, page? At least with the Seahawks. I mean, they're terrible. Uh, the Saints, I mean, they haven't looked good at all. Um, with, with that being said, we thought Carolina looked terrible. I believe it was last year, and they ended up beating us uh, yeah. at home. So th there's been teams that you play that you just think are terrible, and, and we will be playing the Saints here in a few weeks. Yeah, those are the games. Those are the games Carl's got to win, right? They got to yeah. win. They got to win those games. You can't lose when you're when you're losing to the teams that you expect to lose to. That's fine as long as you beat the teams you expect to win. And, and well, here's Seattle and, and the Saints are one of them. Yeah, the Saints. I mean, the Saints beat the Falcons, which the Falcons kind of suck. I mean, this, and then then the Falcons already beat beat Seattle this last weekend, and uh, the Buccaneers beat the Saints twenty to ten, and the Panthers just played the Saints this last weekend and beat them uh, twenty two to fourteen. So, yeah, it's a, it's a carousel of all the bad teams playing each other and beating each other. The Giants and Bears is. are the Giants and Bears are two of those, right? They're going to play yeah. this week, like producer Adam was saying, and unfortunately, one of them is going to get a win. I hope it ends in a tie because that would actually help matters. But yeah, um, yeah I, I don't think either of those teams are are threats for the playoff this playoffs this year. And I think yeah. you see that with the Cowboys. I don't buy this Cooper Rush phenomenon with the Cowboys either. I, I mean, I only got to watch snippets of the game yesterday. I did not get to see him last week. Everyone's starting to say he might take Jack's job. But ultimately, I think he's doing what, what you had 
what you had with the Cardinals last year uh, when when Kyler went down. You know, your your second string quarterback comes in, he does what he's supposed to do and gets you where you need to be. So with that being said, coming up Friday, our next episode uh, will drop. It's the preview show, Gunner. Yeah, it's the preview show of a better idea on where Hurricane Ian is. I mean, if weather's going to play a factor in this game, because uh, as of right now, I mean, it shows it hitting that uh, North Carolina, South Carolina border at 8 a.m. on Sunday. So how will that affect, you know, weather-wise? Because they have uh, they don't have a dome stadium out there, right? It's out in the... Uh, I'm going to be pissed <laughs> if that game gets canceled. We have a big party uh, at Gila River uh, Resorts and Casinos oh, at Wadsworth yeah. Pass. Yeah, a big watch party uh, for that game this Sunday. And last year it got canceled. Our big watch party was the preseason game, and that game got canceled. I can't remember if it was weather or what, but uh, yeah. I think it was against the Saints, and it got canceled, and so we had to do something else. So I am hoping weather doesn't affect it. But, yes, we're going to touch on the weather. We'll touch on injury reports, betting odds, everything yeah. with our preview show Friday. So uh, what should they do, Gunner? Uh, subscribe or eat your podcast and join us next time for kickoff of the ballot.